Okay. You ready? Yeah. Oh, welcome, everybody, to Afterthoughts. This is a shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I don't do you. that stuff. <laughs> That's my line. And you do the plot summary. Well, I know. I'm just figuring How dare you take that from me? <laughs> I wanted to start this off with a quiz about a Christmas carol. Do it. Okay. So, do you, how well do you remember the end of The Muppet Christmas Carol? The mm. last line of the movie. Uh, God bless us, everyone. Correct. Who says it? Tiny Tim. Incorrect. Oh, it was uh, Scrooge. Yeah, which is weird because obviously Tiny Tim says it in every other version and in the book. <laughs> yeah. Why does he say it? <laughs> uh, I guess to signify he's changed, I guess. I guess, but you're kind of stomping on Tiny Tim's only memorable line. Wow. <laughs> I'd be upset if I was the little... Uh, the little, little Muppet thing? Muppet. Yeah, little uh, Kermit. Tiny Kermit Muppet? Tiny Kermit. Are you sure Kermit. that's correct? What do you mean? That hit Scrooge is the one who says it? Oh, yeah, because I, I edited um, the top ten Christmas movies for Screw Attack this week, and that's how I ended it. So, I know, yeah, it, he definitely says it, and it's weird. Yeah, right. I'm going back to double-check your facts. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I can wait. All right. On to stave one. I get it, because the book has staves. <laughs> Confusing the audience, man. This is about movies, not about books. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Afterthoughts. Uh, ha- Merry Christmas. This Woo! is coming out on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas! <laughs> uh, what part of the intro have I said? Welcome to Afterthoughts. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies, we compare our first and second impressions, and discuss a related topic. My name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Cole the Coleman Taylor Thomas. That's me. And we are joining you this morning, on Christmas morning, to talk to you about The Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet. Christmas carols. All of the words in that title are very important. <laughs> I even put it plural, even though it's not. It's just one carol. Yeah. Why do you think they chose the instead of a? A Muppet Christmas carol. Because this is the definitive Muppet Christmas carol. It will never be done again. So if they do one in the future, it should be a. Yes. So that we can go back and be like, this is the Muppet Christmas carol. Yep. That one's just another one. Yep. Perfect. I'm glad we solved that. Yeah. Solves a mystery. Good job, Sherlock. Before we venture into stave two. Okay. I think you should take us through the plot of A Christmas Carol. Or A Christmas Carol or The Muppet Christmas Carol. Should you do like both? I mean, they're pretty much the same. Are they though? (laughs) I never actually read all of A Christmas Carol, so I can't tell you for 100%. All right. It's been a long time since I've read the entire thing. I read, like, excerpts from it every year, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I, same. So do whatever you want to do. All right. So <laughs> there's this guy named Scrooge. He's really – he's just a Scrooge, which doesn't make sense because we get the word Scrooge from his name because he's so – whatever. So uh-huh. he's he really hates Christmas, and he's mean to everyone, and he's going to make all his people work on Christmas. That's how much he hates Christmas. But he loves making money. He loves it. Uh, but uh, Bob Cratchit, one of his employees, convinces him to, for them to take the day off Christmas. So they do. And everyone's doing a bunch of merrymaking. And Scrooge is just being Scrooge. 
<laughs> I think it's so funny that you could it actually make sense. You know, when you take people's names and use it to mean something bad, it's just kind of mean. But this, but they do that the whole movie. Anyway, she breeded it. And so he goes home. Uh, he's the only grumpy one, and he's going to bed. And then ghosts appear before him. It's Marley and Marley, his old like business partners who were pretty much the same as he was in life, just loving money and taking it and never giving anything back, you know. And they mm-hmm. tell him that three ghosts are going to appear for him before him tonight, and hopefully they'll change his life, or else they'll end up he'll end up in chains like they are because they're all chained up ghosts. And then they go away. And then uh, first ghost comes, and it's the ghost of Christmas past, and it takes him to Christmases that have come in the past and shows him him growing up in school. And then this really sad love story of where he met this girl, but he just loved money way too much again. So, mm. ugh, saddest part of the movie. Really, really, uh, really hit me in the heart. Anyways, they break up, and uh, that's when that one ends. And then he goes to Ghosts of Christmas Present, and he takes him to all these happy places, and he takes him to Bob Cratchit's house where he sees Tiny Tim for the first time, who is Bob Cratchit's son. And is all joyful, even though he's got some kind of disease, I'm guessing, and like has a crutch and stuff and can't walk properly. But he's mm-hmm. still joyful about everything. And he's the one that says, God bless us, everyone. And it really hits Scrooge's heart. And you see his heart kind of start to melt before you. And he sees all these other happy things. And he also sees people making fun of him because he's so mean. And that kind of makes him sad. And then uh, that ghost goes away, and he's really sad about it because he taught him so much. And then it's a ghost of, what is it, Christmas to come? I don't remember what the exact, I don't know. It's the future either way. And so it's this big hooded ghost, and he shows him a lot of sad stuff that I won't spoil if you haven't read it. (laughs) And then he goes back home, and he pretty much has to decide what he does with all, all all of this stuff that happened to him that night. Is he still going to be a Scrooge, or is he going to be someone new? I don't know. Hopefully you've read this book, or seen a play, or watched this movie, or any of the above, and know what happens, because I'm not telling you. (laughs) But we'll tell you in, like, the first impression, so I never know why I hold off in telling you in this plot summary, but I do Mm -hmm. it anyway, so who cares? (laughs) And that's a Christmas story. Christmas Carol. Who? A Christmas Carol. A Christmas story is very different. It is. Very different. (laughs) Uh, I love A Christmas Carol. It's just... It's the best Christmas story. Yeah. It's so good. And it's obviously, it's been adapted into oblivion. <laughs> oblivion. Like so many. So many adaptations. And I, the tricky thing is, I don't think there's a real, defi- this is first impression, by the way. I don't think there's a definitive version of this story, A Christmas Carol. Like, a lot of great adaptations and some that do things, some that handle parts of the story better than others. Um, that we can get into a little later. Because I've seen, I have like a little Christmas Carol watch list that I've been trying to get through. It's like 11 <laughs> versions of them, and I've seen like most of them. I still have like three or four left that I need to watch. But a lot of them do different parts of the story better than others. And I haven't seen, um, I hadn't seen them up at Christmas Carol for a while. So I was kind of, I was definitely looking forward to seeing like what parts of this story do the Muppets get right or like do the best, better than other versions you know yeah when's the last time you had seen this uh, don't you watch this with your family all the time yeah we watch this like every year so i'm pretty sure okay, it was just so you had it ago. fresh yep okay 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 what was your first impression oh this movie's awesome uh it's always been a family fav- favorite favorite mm-hmm. 
Um, really helps that obviously the source material is amazing, but then you yeah. just add them up. It's in, and it's like we obviously started watching this when we were kids, so it's like the classic tale of a Christmas Carol, but also with Muppets and like songs and like things for kids. So I don't know. It just really grew on us, and we always loved watching it pretty much every year. I don't think we've gone a year without watching it. Mm. It's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> but there were, so there were two very specific things I was looking forward to in this rewatch. I wanted to, because my, my favorite scene in all of this story is, you touched on it a little bit in, this, in the plot summary. I love the conversation with Belle. That's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that conversation, I think, is what, it's like such an important moment in the story. We get to know Scrooge, but we also like, it just serves so many different purposes. And it's like fantastically written in the book. It's just such great writing. But the tricky thing is that, or I think the trickiest thing with adapting this story is capturing the tone. Like, so many stories are like, oh, this is just, it's a straight-up family story, and we're going to make it, like, rated G, and it's and we're going to eliminate a lot of the darker elements, including one of the most dramatic moments, the conversation with Belle. Like, some versions of the story don't even have it, which is, like, crazy, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. But then there's, like... Jim Carrey's adaptation from 2009, the Disney version, the one that looks like the Polar Express. No, it's, not a gr- it's not a great version of the story, but it has a phenomenal version of that conversation. I don't even think I ever saw that one or know. Yeah, that, it's fine. I don't think existed. very many people did. But like, just YouTube the scene with, uh, with Scrooge and Belle, because that conversation that they have, it's really, it's well acted, it's very dramatic, and it's almost like verbatim. Uh, from what's in the original text, which is awesome because it's already really well written, really well written. Yeah. Um, so th- that's the kind of stuff I was looking forward to seeing in the rewatch. Like, how do they balance the tone of a story that's like really light and beautiful at times and really dark at times with Muppets, you know? <laughs> with so Muppets. Like, <laughs> how are they going to do that? And what's the girlfriend conversation going to be like? Because yeah. I always look forward to seeing how different versions do that. Nice. Mm-hmm. See, I don't really watch very many other versions of Chris, a Christmas Carol, so... I've seen so many. <laughs> and it's tough. Like, there really isn't, like, a standout one. It's really, like, I'd have to sit you down and be like, this one does this well, but sucks at everything else. And are then, you, you know... Are you sure? I mean, have you seen Scrooged? I've seen I mean, Scrooged. Come on. That's probably the definitive one, right? Uh, it's funny, but, you know... I've never actually seen it all the way, so. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I've definitely seen it, and I had to... I, it was one of the movies to edit on the top ten list, so I combed through it and wrote about it and stuff. So it's it's a funny version for sure, but I don't think it it's it's kind of just missing what I think makes the story special. Yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like a novelty adaptation, even though Bill Murray is great. <laughs> All right, so how'd it hold up? This is probably the best version. Oh, <laughs> why is that? Because <laughs> I th- I mean. It's it's the Muppets, but it's also Michael freaking Kane. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's this really nice balance. Like Michael Kane is playing it so straight, and he's such a great actor to rest all the dramatic weight on while the Muppets are being the Muppets, you know. <laughs> and yeah. it, the Muppets also like it, they fit so much better than I remember. Like Fozzie Bear and Fozzie Wig. Come on, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's genius, you know? And like brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. Everybody's and like even splitting up the Marleys into those two guys. I forget their names. Statler and something. I have never known their names. So. Yeah, yeah. But like them playing the Marleys is great. And Kermit playing Bob Cratchit. It, like it all it's surprisingly like fits so well. Like you don't necessarily like I, I bet in the early nineties when this came out, people were like, What? That's gonna be dumb. And then they watched <laughs> it and they're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that fits so well. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite Christmas movie, I think, period. Yeah. I think yeah. it's number one on my list, which is insane. I didn't expect that. I <laughs> did expect to enjoy it like I do every year. But just watching it and like reviewing it for this podcast, I was like, I think this really is my favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movie. It's really good. It's so good. And it's like, there have been, obviously there have been so many different adaptations and it's like, you can just add the Muppets, you can add music and make it different. But they also did stuff like the fact that Gonzo and Rizzo narrate the thing is such a nice touch. Like yeah. it's a, it's a funny way to do something different and to incorporate like Dickens-esque writing. It's not just like narration to help us get the plot along. It like adds a bit of style and makes this makes this adaptation different from others. Yeah. It's cool. Well done. And I really did enjoy that the Muppets were there and just the like feel of it all, the feel that they add and that they take away at times. I'll try to explain that. Just that like okay. they have the like the music's there, it's added, which I don't see in many versions. Like because mm-hmm. it's a kid's version, it has the music, which I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then the Muppets just adding fun when they're supposed to be fun, even though there's a lot of dark elements. But then when the darkest part of the movie is there, they do go away, essentially. I mean, there's Muppets in that scene, but like all the funny ones and the like happy ones are gone for the last ghost or yeah. whatever. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that they did that just to keep as much as they could in touch with the tone. Yeah. So I I just really liked them... The way they handled the Muppets in this movie in general. And I really think it added completely overall. Yeah. Enhanced the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just, it is, a, like, it's sincerely a good version of the story. It has sort of everything that you could want in a Christmas movie and in an adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. But let me ask you about... The bell scene. I was about to ask you about the bell scene. Okay. So the thing is that there's like this really beautiful song that that bell begins to sing. And then Michael Caine, the older version, comes in and sings with her. And it's really beautiful. It's not it's not like the old it's not the young version of Scrooge that he that Michael Caine is watching. Michael Caine himself sings the song with her. Yeah. And it's not it's a nice way to 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 change the scene up, you know, it's not just that dialogue that, that there is in the book and in the other versions, they actually, you know, they sing a song and it's, it's really moving, but it's not in every adaptation or it's not in every version of a Muppet Christmas Carol. It was cut from the theatrical version. That's what I was going to ask you. So I don't understand why they did that. Like it's a great, it's a great version of this, this part of the story. And it bums me out that it was cut from the theatrical version. I know. I think it should definitely be in every version. <laughs> I do too. I've I didn't even know a version existed without it till about which I watched the version with it this year, but about uh 2 years ago, we watched the version without it. Man, and it's such a shame. I was like, "What?" 
because the di- I feel like the dialogue, um, I, it's just the dialogue is so well written in the book. It's just it's so awesome. Like, oh man. Uh, anyways, but I feel like the the dialogue that was written in this movie for that conversation, it's not. I don't want to say dumbed down, but it's like it's definitely like more kid friendly and it's less poetic. It's it's kind of just like we were poor. Now you want to make a lot of money or like, or it's like your, your investments haven't, ha- haven't prospered yeah. or whatever. Like it's, it's just not as interesting. Yeah. But, what, but, th- but to add would, it with the song. Right. Cause I don't, yeah. I feel like the kids would not have, right. They were just like, yeah. what is this? What are they talking about? I don't get so this. I'm I think done. That I'm song. Yeah, exactly. And that song. So I think that song is like necessary because right. it's like, I agree. The dialogue isn't there, but it is there in the song and with the emotion and with and Michael Caine coming into harmonize. Of that song. Oh my yeah. goodness! It's so, so important. Sad. It's like such an important turning point for his character in the story. So it really like, ugh. <laughs> it's it. I don't know. It just it. I feel like without it, like the movie almost comes down a peg. Without it. I agree. I completely agree. It goes way down a peg, which is hilarious. I didn't know a song could do that to a movie, but Yeah, it yeah. It would be like uh, The Little Mermaid I knew you were going to go for that example. World. I still don't agree with you on that one. Come on. That's like, that's like the, a critical moment in that movie. Same here. It, it's an important song in both stories. I get that. Uh, uh, this is not the place to argue about this. No, no, I think no. this song is more critical to this movie than that one is to okay. that one. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Both important. Both you important. You one above the other. I will give you that. They're both important. Sure. <laughs> I just feel like her song encompasses that movie rather than just expressing how she feels so we understand. I mean, we do get that, but I also think we get that from throughout the rest of the movie. It's just expressing the song. While this song like expresses Belle's emotion that we don't really get just from that short bit of dialogue. It's like You're the right. best way to express it. To the audience of children. Yeah, you don't get understand. it without the song. Right. While I still think you'll yeah. get it in A Little Mermaid, it's just more impactful with that song. Mm-hmm. I, it's insane. I didn't... You know why they cut it? Can you guess? Uh, I think I read a little bit. I think I think it was Jeffrey Katzenberger's decision, right? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know whose decision it was. I remember... I read about it briefly. It's been a long time, but I remember it's just because it was too sad. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I read that Jeffrey Katzenberger, who was, like, at Disney at the time, who was just, like, this tyrant, what it sounds like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But he, he made a lot of decisions I don't agree with. Anyways, one of them is he, he, he was one of the people that was vocal about this being too sad, like you said, and then they cut it. Which is just like, come on. He also wanted to cut part of your world, so. That guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess you win some, you lose some. I know. Bummer, man. With the, with the song in it. Best Christmas movie, period. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, we, we just bought a copy on DVD yesterday. We haven't watched it yet, but I want to know if it has it or not. I'm really curious. I really hope it does. Is there anything about this that didn't quite hold up for you? I really don't think so. Good. Good. Good I, answer. I think it was all fantastic. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything, and it's all so good. Is there, uh, is there another version of A Christmas Carol that you like? Just like I've seen, we go to a play sometimes. Uh huh. That it's just really good. The story's just really good. <laughs> I yeah. can't help it. So like, yeah. There's a play. This uh, they play it downtown, and it's just really. I mean, the story's just really good. They always get really good actors, and mm-hmm. wow, it's just so moving. Mm-hmm. 
even without the Muppets and the songs, it's so great. <laughs> How do the two story. versions compare? Like as a play and as as an adaptation, uh, as a movie adaptation. How do they compare? I don't know. I just really like plays. So. Yeah, I really yeah. like the theater style. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I don't know. And like the, a theater version of it allows for it to be a little more theatrical, which right. like the writing sort of is more inclined to that. It's it's really poetic and beautifully written. Right. It's really hard just to compare different versions because the story is so good. Mm-hmm. I still think the Muppets add just an element of like fun. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 whole the story overall, other than the the ghost of Christmas present, is pretty somber because we're just around Scrooge the whole time. Even if there's happiness around him, he's still just like meh. Yeah. So I feel like this movie, you have the Muppets the whole time and kind of cut back between Scrooge and then Gonzo and Rizzo, the whole time. So you kind of even though Scrooge is meh, you have Gonzo and Rizzo to kind of pick it back up in those yeah like somber moments mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a really unique element of this adaptation the muppets really do bring like such an enjoyable quality to the whole story right. the entire time through and but it, but even when you like like you said earlier but they do leave and that's a really cool decision too yeah man yeah just really well crafted but okay i'm trying to think of some notable other versions like the mickey mouse uh, it's Mickey's Christmas Carol from like the early 90s. Oh, no, no, no. It's from the 80s. Dang. Ooh. It's really good. It was Oscar nominated. It's And it's it, it's a really good version. And you got Scrooge McDuck. Like, brilliant. That character is based on Scrooge, obviously. And he's like, it's crazy how, what kind of a life Scrooge McDuck as a character has had outside of Christmas Carol adaptations. Like, <laughs> Yeah. They just created such a fun spin on the character that it's outlived that or yeah. outgrown it. But it's a good. It's definitely a worth one worth watching. Yeah, mm, it's a good one. Have I ever told you about Black Adder's Christmas Carol? I think I've seen it. Oh, you have? I think so. <laughs> the like British parody. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Black Adder is a show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the guy who plays Mr. Bean, I can't ever remember the name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like a British. It's a British parody on the story where Scrooge is actually he starts out as this really great, generous man, and then by the end of the night, being visited by three ghosts, he realized, oh, I could make so much more money if I was like <laughs> greedy and rude and stuff. <laughs> so he becomes a terrible person by the end of it. It's really funny. It's, it's a very dark spin on the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's just how the, like, that's how the Black Adder is. I've seen a few yeah. episodes of it. It's just so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I think it's noteworthy for like you know it's a that's a funny take. It's a funny spin. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. There's there's a version from 1999. I forget who's in it, but I need to see that one. Apparently that one's really good. Oh, I think I've heard of that one. Because I remember I would tell, when I was younger, I would tell my friends, oh, we watched The Muppet Christmas Carol. And they're like, well, we watched A, Muppet, or a, a Christmas Carol, or like just like a normal version that like came out. But I never saw it, ever. Yeah. I think it's that one, because that sounds about the right time. Oh, duh. It's, it, was a, it was a TV movie. That's why I was having trouble finding it. But it's, it's Patrick Stewart as Ooh. Ebenezer Scrooge. Interesting. So, Yeah. I've seen, like, clips from it, and he's obviously great, so I need to see the whole thing. Yeah. What would you... Okay. Closing question, maybe. <laughs> um, what would you be looking for in a new adaptation of A Christmas Carol? What's something that maybe you haven't seen in an adaptation 
do that you would think could breathe new life into another adaptation? It's a good question. Would you go like modern day? I was about to say, I think I'd want to go modern day, but not funny. Right. Like yes. serious. Like play it straight. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, funny moments in it, great. Not a funny movie. You don't think it would lose a little bit of it not being the period piece? It might, but yeah. at the same time, that's what everyone's done. Yep. I'd say it's worth a shot. It probably might lose some. The only idea that I would have is I would just, I would love to stack the deck with just incredible actors. Like every part, even the small parts, everyone just gets cast as like an Oscar nominated actor. <laughs> every single role. Yeah. Because I just, I like, I want a version where I like ball my eyes out of the end. And only Oscar nominees, right? Not, not Oscar winners. No. Let's give some people a chance. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I like this version a lot. But I think there's something really moving about the story that I don't think it's we've captured on film yet, like, the lengths to how moving the story is. I agree. You just want that bell scene with a movie that matches it. Yeah, because the Jim Carrey one is, like, it's interesting... But I don't just I don't think they pull it off super well. Like that scene is fantastic, and the fact that Jim Carrey plays all the ghosts I think is a really cool element. It's like something that film can do that the book can't quite do. That this idea that Scrooge is kind of haunting himself, like it's 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 his subconscious in the form of three ghosts. But then Gary Oldman also plays multiple characters. It kind of ruins it. <laughs> like Jim Carrey should be the only one doing that. Yeah. But but uh, Gary Oldman plays Bob Cratchit, Tiny Tim, and Jacob Marley. Like, I can understand him playing Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. That's the Kermit thing, too. But why is he also Jacob Marley? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> why not? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Gary Oldman can be whoever he wants. <laughs> He's a chameleon, but, you know, come on. <laughs> well, you make yours. I'll make mine. Boom. Is yours a musical? No. Mine either. It's too happy. Yeah. We're bringing people to tears here. Could be a musical like Les Mis or something. Yeah. I don't have that kind of talent to write those songs. So. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. We're moving on to Stave. What is this? Stave 3? Stave 3. You and your staves, right, man. First impression, second impression, topic time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. First and second impression, I think we're both Stave 2. What's Stave 1? The introduction. <laughs> Uh, okay, how, so this is three. That's how you. That is how you set it up, my friend. Okay, okay. Stave three. Topic time. So I feel like this could be a quick one. I mean, it's it's holiday movies. They're not super good. End of topic time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Because here's the thing. I I don't know. It seems hard to like reverse engineer a story that's like oh we're gonna it's a movie about this holiday and we'll build a story from there you know it's like it's almost like the best holiday movies are ones where the holiday itself is a backdrop but then people are like oh it's not a real holiday movie like die hard's an incredible movie is it a christmas movie it's christmas is just kind of the backdrop no but no, 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 it's no, no, a no. great it's a, movie it's a christmas movie <laughs> we watched it yesterday man it holds up. I'm telling you. It is so good. It's so good. Golly. We legit watch it pretty much every year. Christmas. <laughs> but I was thinking about this topic. I was thinking about holiday movies. And I was wondering, like, is there a holiday movie? And I'm talking all holidays. Any holiday. 
is there one that is like legitimately a great movie despite the fact that it's one that's that's fun to watch during a holiday is it like a standout top quality movie and i don't know if there is one do you mean beside a muppet christmas carol besides a muppet <laughs> christmas carol just kidding <laughs> you know like a, and i it's it's not, it's a poor example but it just it gets the point across like an oscar winning holiday movie man i don't really have to think about it i don't think uh-huh. so and we're talking specifically like it's about the holidays, not just have the holiday as a backdrop, right? I, I guess. I mean, that's what I was... I don't know. I mean, that's... I don't know. That's a tough qualifier. Ugh. It's a tough <laughs> question in general. I don't... I genuinely don't think I could think of one. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, I was thinking... Trying to think of examples, but even... But, like... Like, you could watch Independence Day on the 4th of July. That's a great holiday movie, but the movie itself is just like a blockbuster fun movie. It's not, like, amazing storytelling. I know. I just feel like so many holiday movies just play on, like, the holiday and the, like, feel yeah. of that rather than making a great movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, like the best movies to watch around Halloween are not the ones about Halloween. They're just <laughs> scary movies, you right, know? right. right. That captured the essence of the idea of the holiday, but not the holiday. So, I mean, Hocus Pocus is great. You know, it's a fun movie, but <laughs> it's not a it's not a phenomenal movie. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the closest we do come though is going to be Christmas movies, though. Sure, there's it's 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 a much more rich holiday. Yeah, a lot a lot more themes and ideas to play with, which is kind of what I want to talk about as well, because I want there to be other holiday movies about other holidays. But there's just yeah. so many Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. The two I would say that probably come the closest, both old, are It's a Wonderful Life oh. and Miracle on 34th Street. Hold on. You said old. Do you mean super old or Matilda old? <laughs> uh, either one. Why not? I'll go super old, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a, those are both great. I would, I would lean more towards It's a Wonderful Life. I would as well. Because that's, that's a great movie. But that's another thing. Like, is it really about Christmas? kind of just takes place during Christmas. I, it's true. But at the same time, I think that one's really about the Christmas spirit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely about... What's his name? What's the character's name? I don't remember. Ugh, I can't believe I'm forgetting. But you do have a point as well. Because it, the story, even if it is about the Christmas spirit, it's still more about this man's life and his decisions rather than yes. Santa Claus or an elf or something mm-hmm. else like related to... I get what you're saying, that it does lean more to it just has the holiday feel. Even though I still think it encompasses the Christmas spirit, I do think the point you're making is stands true. It is very, very, very hard to make like an Oscar-nominated or Oscar-winning or great drama, whatever you want to call it, when it's like a legitimately about Santa Claus and Christmas <laughs> specifically. Yeah. yeah. Not just a character I mean, like, dealing with Christmas things. Right. And, and George Bailey, uh, I mean, it's a story about him. It's a character story. Mm-hmm. But it has to be. Like, I mean, almost every story needs to be funneled through the eyes of a character. It's hard to like to do anything but that, you know, it's gotta be through a character that we're relating to. So how do you encapsulate all that Christmas, like themes and ideas through a character without it becoming, I don't know, something silly. Right. Like the Santa Claus. (laughs) 
which uh, is a great movie. Like we watched it yesterday. It was it's it's a great movie, and we talked about it last year. But it does sort of get muddled in like, what is this about? Because like at the end, the kid is like, "I love you, Santa," not "I love you, Dad." It's like. What yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it just kind of gets kind of weird at the end. But it's a fun movie. Right. It's a Wonderful Life is good. That's a good, I think, I think you're right. I think it's probably the closest we've gotten. Yeah. I think it's just so hard because the Christmas movies are all just, like, they're family driven, supposed to be happy, maybe a little funny. It's hard to just have a dramatic Christmas movie. Yeah. I think it's really hard to pull that off since they're supposed to be full of cheer and match the season, etc. Yeah. I think it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still think that's the closest we've gotten because everything else is just supposed to be hilarious or <laughs> cheerful. How do you feel about uh, Iron Man 3? <laughs> Not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Man, I wish they did what you, you... I remember you telling me, like, your idea, and I wish that Marvel did this. I think every Phase 2 movie should have taken place during Christmas. <laughs> that that would have been awesome. Awesome. Why else make Christmas stand out in one of them if not to <laughs> show the time in which everything is taking place? I thought that would have been yeah. so cool. Whatever. It would have been really cool. And then they, and then it's like, well, yeah, they couldn't help each other out. It was all happening at the same time. Would have been brilliant. Hire me, Marvel. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Doesn't Kiss Kiss Bang Bang take place during Christmas? I think part of it does. I don't know. Why do you keep bringing up Robert Downey Jr. movies? Well, Shane Black movies. He Shane Black likes to set things during Christmas. No. Which I think, I realize this year, is probably a nod to Die Hard, right? Because he made like he made a ton of action comedies. That's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a nice little nod to the best action movie. <laughs> oh, is it the best? I think so. Man, looks like we're going to have to do a podcast over it. I mean, we can, but it's just, it was awesome. It's still awesome. <laughs> podcast done. There you go. Boom. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So favorite Christmas movie? Legit? The Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh, I want it to be, and I think it's probably close, but I don't know. I know. Like, it's tough. It's tough because it's like... There's so much, like, preference and bias to, like, what I feel is my favorite Christmas movie. It's, like, which Christmas movie makes me, puts me in the Christmas mood. And so much of it is, like, which one did I watch a million times during the holidays that takes me right back. Yeah. You know, and it's probably, like, the Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Yeah. Oh, but that cannot be your favorite. I know. I wish it was better. remember what we talked about last year? I wish it was a better movie, you know? It's good, but it's good. It's not bad. It's just not the great. Home Alone is great. It's very fun. But I don't know. I don't know. There are moments where Home Alone tries to be like, tries to get sentimental. <laughs> you know? Like there's that the, the church scene and stuff or whatever. Yeah. And I just don't think it does that super well. It is like this fun, madcap, like Christmas comedy. But it doesn't make me feel like... Christmas tingly because it's just kind of sad. They forget the kid, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Come on, Uh, I don't know. It's a good one. I just think it's so funny that Die Hard is legitimately on lists. Like if you look up great holiday movies, Die Hard. Yeah, it was on our list. It was on Screw Attack. I know. I just think it's funny (laughs) that it actually makes it to those lists. Yeah, it's awesome. It's hilarious. (laughs) A Nightmare Before Christmas, like the beginning, is very Christmassy, and I like that. Yeah. Like, what? what's this as a really fun Christmas song? 
It's crazy how many Christmas Carol adaptations there are, though. So many. And how many of them are just called some version of Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. Scrooge, Scrooge. <laughs> There's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's a good one if you haven't seen it. Solid. How do you feel about Elf? I love Elf. Okay. I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, I know. It really is. And I feel like it's a it's a, just a splash overrated. Just a splash. Wow. I think it's really good. Well, I love it. So smidge. It's not my favorite, though. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 it's really funny. Like, it is, it's top-notch like Christmas comedy. It's really good stuff. But then it it, it all it, but it it takes a turn at the end where it's like, okay, now we gotta tell a story. Here we gotta tell really quick, let's go. <laughs> so really quick story. <laughs> Cause it's a movie, don't forget it's a movie. And then, you know, and then they tie it into a bow at the end. Where does It's a Wonderful Life fall in your list? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it actually. Like I I know I because I, I didn't I didn't grow up I didn't grow up watching it. I watched it like I don't know, maybe it was like at, towards the end of high school or beginning of college and loved it, but mm-hmm. haven't seen it all the way through since then. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like It'd be a good one to do. next it's year's a, Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like anytime you watch a movie that's like that iconic, mm-hmm. it just, it adds to it. It's like, I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh, this is where all this stuff is from. This is where all these references are from because it's this iconic movie. And that was part of it. It was like fun to view something that has had a large impact on media and film yeah i it, i did fight for it's a wonderful life to be on the screw attack christmas list but uh <laughs> but got bumped dang yeah yeah and i think the argue the argument in the office was because it's it's not like explicitly about christmas yeah i mean that's fair wait is die hard that's the one. We were like, there's got to, there, we can only do one that's not explicitly about Christmas, and it's either A Wonderful Life or it's Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Two very different movies. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> They're so great, though. Both of them. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. What about The Family Man? Does that count as Christmas? Is that Nicolas Cage? That <laughs> is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, time to rewatch it then. Is that is the fa- is it the family man based on something? Maybe I don't know. Cause isn't it kind of like a Christmas story, or I mean not Christmas? Isn't it kind of like It's a Wonderful Life or yeah, a Christmas it, Carol? It's like a fusion of the two. I'm pretty sure it's just like It's a Wonderful Life, except for the I, opposite. It's more of no. I think it's the same. Yeah, it's like this is what could have happened but didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poster says "What if." <laughs> 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 I don't remember it, but I, I have vague memories of it being sort of that. It's like he sees a life he could have had with some woman, and he, they have kids and stuff. And during the holidays, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it might be one worth watching or rewatching. I don't remember it. <laughs> you think we're gonna start considering uh, Star Wars movies to be Christmas movies? Oh, I already do. <laughs> and Harry Potter movies They always yeah. have a Christmas scene in them Oh man, because if we're doing that Then, you know, it's The Last Jedi It's favorite Christmas movie Yeah, but aren't they <laughs> going to stop coming out on in No, December? they keep they keep trying But they, they, they like are going for middle of the year releases And then they get, keep getting pushed back Yeah Or at least that's what happened with The Last Jedi And I think Rogue One So well, I'm I, fine with that Keep I pushing them think, back Yeah, I know, keep coming back to December Push Han Solo back, man. <laughs> Do it. It'll just give you more time to make it better. It's true. Ugh. All right. 
Hello? Anything else? I think that's it. It's the show. On to stave four. Stave four. <laughs> the wrap up. <laughs> what a great stave. I think it's called uh, in a Christmas uh, or in a, a Christmas carol, the final stave. Stave five is the end of it. <laughs> so here we are at stave five, the end of it. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hope you, uh, I hope you listen to it on your brand new Google Home, you know, uh, <laughs> in front of your family, in front of the fireplace, in the Christmas tree. Everybody's sipping on some hot cocoa, listening to Afterthoughts, and everyone's like, I agree with this. Um, <laughs> 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 mm, great opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to another year of Afterthoughts. We really appreciate it. It's been fun. If you want to keep supporting the podcast, just share it. Share it with a friend. That'd be great. That'd be a cool thing to do. Someone who hasn't heard the podcast and well, might like it. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'll be back next week with some some other movies. I can't remember what, which ones they are right now, but who cares? Have a happy new year. Have a good Christmas day. We hope you got everything that you wanted. But also, at the same time, hope you realize that it's not about material possessions, you know? So don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you want to, do you want to close out with the t- tiny Tim line? <coughs> uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> See, I thought what threw me off is like, is it longer than that? Nope. That's nope. it. <laughs> that's all it is. It's great. Have a Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>